Hey homies, on today's episode of Story Sunday Brunch, we got my man and little brother I never had, TJ Elias, aka Thanos. Yes, that is his real name, I promise you. He's just so great at what he does, I gotta say. He crushes it in the studio, he's an amazing engineer, and then he can do it live too. And he's an amazing front of house guy from Manchester Orchestra and, you know, Jamestown Revival and so many other bands he's worked with. And he's one of the few guys that can kind of dance around in between and if you're in the music industry you kind of know how rare of a commodity that is so uh yeah and he's just a great person so here we go am i gone now no that's better that's great that's great Okay, that's because okay, that's my fault. That okay. was a monitoring issue through my my interface there. Okay, perfect, dude. How the hell are you? How was your day? I'm great. My day's been good. It's been you know just mixing all day, it's chilling. What, what were you mixing? Uh, right now I'm working on uh, the band Brotherbird, artist Brotherbird. Oh, we love Caroline. She's the best. She is. She's fun. She's awesome. And she's great songs. She. She's amazing, dude. I love, I love like her story and everything about the path she took to get to where she is. She really is like very. It's it. It was like kind of inspiring, you know. Like I, I definitely yeah. think so. Definitely, I think I think it's cool to like see her switch it up from where she started, and then now she's you know figured out her direction and her voice. And like when I say her voice, I mean she's always been a great singer. I mean like her voice is like an artist, you know, and what she's kind of what she's putting out there. Yeah. Um, is it a full album or is it like an EP? Oh, full length. This is her full length now. So she'd oh, put out man. that EP that Andy helped her out with. Mm-hmm. And I think Dan Hannon ended up mixing. And then this one's the one she started tracking with Andy and Rob and a couple other guys up in Nashville and all that. So we're just getting it all together now. Uniting man. That's it. Uniting. Exactly. Yo. So, Tell me, because I, I feel like every time I've heard this story, we've been, I've been maybe stoned, probably, <laughs> I would yeah. say. But um, tell me about um, how how did you get in with Brendan O'Brien? Like in the beginning, like what was that? What happened there? So, yeah. So basically, I was I was in school. I get out of school for audio, which I don't really like telling people I went to school for audio because. You don't really learn shit in those schools, but that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, anyways, I get out of school. I had a family friend of ours was like, we know this guy, Nick Dadia, And like, I was wanting to go work at Southern tracks, the studio in Atlanta, really bad where like Brendan basically called home for, you know, I don't know how long, you know I mean? Like decades, couple decades. And, you know, they did everything there from like Pearl Jam, STP records, Springsteen, Skinner recorded their years before that. And things like, you know, all these awesome huge huge killer records so i i ended up working for like going in working for nick uh meeting with nick ended up kind of getting this job with him and then um as his like assistant basically and he was brendan's engineer on all the stp and pearl jam and you know all that stuff um you know they did the gaslight stuff later on Mm -hmm. and then uh all sorts of different you know artists and stuff like that just you know you name it brendan's catalog nick was like his guy from like the like early 90s up until like somewhat in the early 2000s and even after so to some degree um 
but yeah, so he was, it was just working with him and going, you know, that, you know, working for him. And then through that, I met Brendan and with, uh, I think the first time I met Brendan, I remember we were, Nick was producing a band from Australia that I like, it was like the second record I ever per like work assisted on with what, Nick. what band was it from Australia? <laughs> Artists called, uh, I think it was the Ryan Meeking, Ryan Meeking and the Few, they were called. And hmm. uh, I don't know what Ryan's doing now. I think he's got some pro- project called Whitaker okay. now that he does. Okay, cool. And I want to say they were from Melbourne. Love Melbourne. I remember. Oh. So, like, the first two bands I ever worked with are Australian bands. That was like the cool. first into like making records was with Australian bands. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I was working on that. We were going to like dinner one night. It was, I think it was like my birthday or right around my birthday because i remember the band giving me a whole bunch of cds for my birthday mm-hmm. uh, and then um we get to the sushi restaurant like tabachi sushi place mm-hmm. over the kind of like of cheshire bridge in atlanta and uh which no one probably is going to know where that is unless they're from atlanta i mean uh, there might be people from atlanta listening to this i don't know <laughs> yeah well it was over by matt goldman's old uh now old studio um mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Cheshire Bridge there is this little place and Nick walks in, we walk in and Nick's like, Nick's wife's like, hey, is that Brendan and his wife over there? And Nick's like, oh yeah, I go say hey to them. And that was the first time I met him, but I was like, I don't think he's going to remember me. It didn't really matter. And then a few months later, like a year, I don't know if it was a year later or like nine months later, I like get this call. Do you know that band, The Living End? Oh my fucking God. I love that. I listen to that band every single day. That song, Roll is so sick. All right, go. Yeah, Sorry. oh yeah. So uh, I think it was the ending was just the beginning as the album. Nick went to Australia and produced oh, that record so and cut good, that record, dude. and then Fuck. came back to Atlanta and Brendan mixed it at the studio called Silent Sound in Atlanta. And that was mm-hmm. the first time I assisted Brendan on a mix. And Nick calls me. He's like, "Yo, hey, we're gonna go. You're gonna assist Brendan on these mixes." And I'm like, "What?" Literally shitting myself <laughs> in my, my like shitty little apartment. I'm like, uh, "Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll see you on Sunday, Nick. We'll get everything going." get over the studio we're setting stuff up for nick brendan to mix it's like i was like blown away because i'm sitting here like watching this dude mix like two songs in a day like one song done all right i'm going to lunch i'll see you guys later comes back after he eats lunch and crushes another one it's just like it was just so awesome and just sounded so sick and it was just like i think i still go back to that record because i remember like the hearing the tricks he was doing and be mm-hmm. like, i think i can do that you know what i mean i can kind of bring that into this thing and so it was it was a cool cool thing to like like first time in the studio with that guy and i was just like ah, this guy's i'm fucking nervous he's like hey teach like he's like there's another assistant in there that worked for the studio mm-hmm. and i remember him going um him saying that uh he was getting frustrated because like something was like he brendan's not like doesn't like the computers it's like all got to be the analog everything on the desk and he's mm-hmm. doing everything on this awesome ssl beautiful beautiful studio sounding studio amazing sounding good ssl console and just doing all his shit really quick and just getting it dialed in. He's like, I need you to do this thing. And the other guy like kind of didn't get what was happening. And then I jumped in and I was like, I think this is how you do it. And I hit it and like, I kind of like made Brendan like stop kind of, it was awesome. He like kind of just was like, cool dude, thanks. All right, here we go. And then like, you know, it's kind of interesting and getting to talk with him occasionally. Yeah. He'd be taking a break. We'd be printing stems and he was like, you know, getting to kind of like while I'm printing stems, learning what he's doing and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, his track record alone, and this is funny that that you bring up Stone Temple Pilots because right before we were about to hop on with you, like you were in the waiting room, and this is the first time I've gotten the comfy chair finally because like uh, I always had to sit on the shitty red chair because he's like, yo, you got to keep the mic like this. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm like, man, like I want to be comfortable too. So now I have to like 
make sure I'm like this much away from the mic and yeah, like you now I have a comfy thing. chair. But he's like, yo, this isn't like unplugged Scott Wyland. Like, yo, <laughs> like, yo, you can't be like that. Like, come on. I know, I know what you're going for. And I was like, God damn it. No, I'm trying to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> want to be comfy and not be a big oh, yeah i get it no i get it um yeah that's dude i mean that's the one band i wish i could have seen in the studio with them was just like um oh oh yeah it's just like it's like there's just the kind of magic that would happen with like uh, from what i understand like him going down there singing once he started singing it was just like holy shit like the songs come into life and it's like and they're not like super over complicated recordings either you know i always ask nick i was like how many tracks were on those like stp songs he's like i don't know like 16 like 15 16 sometimes depends on you know what we're doing and if there were keys there might be more but not much you Dude. know so it was like it was wow. cool that's that would have been a fun one to would have been fun to be around for dude this reminds me and this is something and this is again this this whole thing like this whole podcast like it this is like bringing up like crazy memories from my life and I'll, <laughs> i have a crazy stone temple pilot like full circle story it's nuts i mean uh, there's not really a full circle part it's just it was whatever <laughs> it was a cool moment anyway so it was like back when i was like a little new metal kid and i was going to like k-rock festivals and shit oh yeah so somehow like I, a friend of mine from high school, she had gotten like second row tickets for like this crazy, like K rock fest. And it was like limb biscuit creed fucking, Oh my God. <laughs> Stones of a pilots. Um, oh. fucking seven dust. Oh, it was just like the new metal gods at, at that. Yeah, all the time. big ones, the all big the ones. big ones. <laughs> so I'm in the second row and like, uh, so basically like the first, like everybody that was like standing up, it was, uh, the dysfunctional family picnic. That was what it was called. They called that, it. that was they what called it was called. The dysfunctional family picnic. And I can't remember the year exactly, but it was like, it was the year like Fred Durst, like threw the microphone into the crowd and was like pissed. Oh, like him and Scott Weiland got into a fight, like not a fist fight. I don't think. After but, like, Woodstock 99. Yeah, it, was some, it was some yeah. crazy shit like that. But basically I was in like the second row, like my fat young ass, uh, and you know, Stone Temple Pilots are playing and everybody is standing up on their chairs, like in my section. Yeah. And the security guard, like there's a bunch of security guards and they're like yelling to everybody, like get down, get down, like whatever, whatever. And the, uh, the guitar player, the one with like the one with all the crazy hair. Yeah. Dean, is that Dean or no? Am I th- I don't remember which one had the crate. I think it was Dean. I don't know though. Uh, it was sure. one of the DeLeo brothers. Yeah. But yo, he comes up to the security guard as he's playing and he taps him on the shoulder and he goes, you sit down. And <laughs> it was, I will never forget that. I was like, that is cool as fuck. It was, De- it was Dean DeLeo actually. That was, that's for sure. Uh, it's, I just want their fans to have a good time. I mean, that's all. That's what it's about, right? That's what you're making show, doing shows. You're playing shows for the people. But that kind of like, I think at that age, I was young. I was like, I had to be like 19, maybe or 20. I was definitely no, I might have been 18. Like, but it yeah. was, I was young, and even that, that like totally humanized Stone Temple Pilots for me. Like that moment right there, I was oh, like, yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, that's like he just did that for us. Holy yeah. shit. You know, yeah, to make sure you guys are seeing. I mean, it's funny. They're they seem like those dudes that are just like good, good ass dudes. You know, yeah. like I think I went and saw them. Obviously, new singer. Mm-hmm. But 
saw them like a couple years ago, maybe mm-hmm. with a friend of mine. And like, she was like, I got tickets to STP. You want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, what's the show is fun, man. I was like, still like, I wish I could have seen it back when Scott Weiland was still alive, mm-hmm. but still was, you know, the rest of the band was there doing the damn thing. You know, the songs are still great. Dude. I oh. did that with Alice and Chains on the fucking dude. Th- this is actually perfect on the Butch Walker tour that you really? came out to. So really? we had a day off in Kansas City, and I remember uh, we went to very different shows that day, me and Butch's crew. I went to see Alice in Chains in, uh, it was downtown Kansas City. Uh, beautiful venue. Like, it was like a four-story venue. Like, I don't think I've ever done it with you. Like We've never done it yeah. together, and oh, I don't yeah. think I've ever done it in general. But I went to that show, and they went to Maroon 5. <laughs> <laughs> which probably well, was like, equally I, amazing I, I, I at philly everyone's like some people went to some other show and then we all went to see every time i die or something like that that's right we did do that yeah. didn't we oh yeah yeah, we, yeah, yeah. They went, that's right okay perfect front bottoms tour uh, yes that's right oh yeah, fuck, what a great tour that was oh my lord that tour was amazing all right but anyway let's steer back to where we were going but um with allison chains like yeah i so i'm walking I'm walking by and like, it had already been like sold out and like, they were already on stage. Like they'd been on stage for like 45 minutes and it was like, it was so close to the hotel where I was like, let me just try to get in. So I walk up to the lady at the door and I'm like, Hey, um, I'm like, are there still tickets available to buy? And she was like, for tonight. And I was like, yeah, like, and she was like, why? And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm in town on tour. We're playing such and such a venue tomorrow and we have a day off and I, just want to see Alice in Chains. And, oh, yeah, why not? And she was like, well, it's sold out, but here, show me your ticket. And I was like, I, I don't have one. She was like, show me your ticket. And I was like, oh, like pull out your phone. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. show me your ticket. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You go, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, and she was like, take the elevator up to the fourth floor. And that's where you hang out there. And I was like, Oh shit. And the fourth floor was just like literally the highest part of the balcony of the venue. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what venue was it in? I can't remember it, dude. It was in Kansas city. It was like an old theater. Ah. Kenny's going to have to uh, look it up for me over here. Yeah. He's doing it. Um, <laughs> but all right. So let's, let's steer into how we met for the first time. Cause mm-hmm. this is funny. Mm-hmm. At least from my perspective. So, I remember before the tour I did with you, I'm going to shout him out a little bit here, but I love him and we all love him. But Andy kind of warned me about you. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> so, so Andy like warned me about you. He's like, look, because Andy knows me. Andy knows me better than a lot of people. You know that. Totally. That's definitely true. And so do you at this point now, now that we've been friends for a while but he knows my personality so he was like look tj is awesome but like just be patient with him like kind of and i was like the (laughs) fuck does that mean i was like all right i was like whatever and then day one of that tour that what tour was that was manchester orchestra tiger's jaw and foxing Another one of the best tours oh, I've ever like done in my the life. Best tour, yeah. I'm my favorite tour I've ever been on. I think every Manchester tour in the past three years has been my favorite tour I've ever been on, I think. In not no. my favorite tour, but like they're definitely like in the most memorable ones, you know. Totally. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's always fun. Yeah. But anyway, you I remember coming on the bus, I 
you know, landed in Orlando. That was where the first show was at the House of Blues. And you were just like running around like a fucking like like a tornado. And I was just like, oh God. I was like, this is so not my vibe. You were just like loud and just and I'm just like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, opposite of someone from Atlanta. Yeah, you're not yeah, and you're a hockey fan too. Like how the fuck like how the fuck I love that you were a Thrasher's fan. <laughs> I was a huge Thrasher's fan. Oh, really? I was a Devils fan, actually, growing Ew. up. Ew! I was a huge Devils fan as a Ugh. kid. I guess because of, uh, 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 well, I guess what Chelios played for him, and then he moved over to the Blackhawks, and that's how I kind of switched over to Blackhawks. I was like a Chelios fan. Oh, yeah. So that's how you, uh, that, that's, that's how you why. landed on the Blackhawks. Because he was Greek, and my dad yeah. was like, he's Greek. And I was a kid, and I'd be like, fuck yeah, this oh, dude's yeah. Greek. I'm Greek. I play ice hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. You did play ice hockey. I forgot yeah. about that. Um, but yeah, man, like that was, but then, yeah, but then obviously we got to know each other. And yeah. like, I still like, I always look at you like you're kind of like the little brother I never had. You know, <laughs> like that's what, yeah. even though, how old are you now? 31. Yeah, yeah that's seven. That's seven years. Yeah, still could be my older brother. Yeah, you're always like the little brother I never had in in senses, and obviously, like you know, that was kind of where it happened on that tour, where I was like, "This guy's fucking crazy," but like, <laughs> I don't know, like, there's something about him that, like, I just, I, I, like, I don't know, and I, like, yeah, and I wasn't smoking weed then, so I wasn't as, anymore. So, like, for a while, like, and I was not as chill and just drink a little bit, but like. You know? Yeah, but I didn't really. See, you were when we. You were never like a big drinker. Like when when we still hung. not. Yeah, you're yeah. Still I mean, not, it's but like, like when, when we, we met. Tour, I have to. Like, I don't want to piss everybody off one night and wake up the next day and be like, "Fuck, everyone hates me," because I got so drunk last night and you yeah. know that kind of. But that's a that's a know thyself moment because like yeah. you know you know like there was one night in Nashville where you did that where you were like shit faced and I was like I'm gonna fucking throw you out the window right now <laughs> like <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, it was after the Ryman, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. we went because, to what's that, what's yeah, that you, bar? You guys went to some bullshit bar, but it was like, I mean, not bullshit bar, but it was like also, it was, I had just finished selling merch that night and I was like, oh and my God. And I was God. cradling a bottle of Tito's. Were, I was going to fucking kill you. And then I had to deal with another douchebag from another band that was not on the tour that will remain unnamed that is a mess, but I love him, but he's a fucking <laughs> mess. And it was- Oh yeah, point, I remember that. Yeah, but it was to the point where like, he was doing his thing of like, hey, oh, I'm drunk. And I was like, don't even just stop. I can't deal with you right now. I know yeah, you're like fucking, whenever, I know your shtick. It's not happening. Get out of here. I'm going to go smoke weed in the back. Like when you have a long ass line and I got Nick come up to the merch table just to be like, yo, what's up? I'm chill. I'm bored right now. We're not playing for another two hours. <laughs> oh my God. I know, dude. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but yeah. But I mean, like that was, no, that was a different tour though. That, that was, that was the front bottoms tour. I think. Well, that yeah. That when you're talking about the Nashville thing was front bottoms for sure. Yes, that was from in and we went to that bar across the street, which yep. I always forget the name of it because I never go there unless yep. we're playing the nope. Ryman. We never go there unless we do that because the bartenders were always... That's what it's called. What is it? Roberts, I think, or something like that. I hope it is. Roberts, Nashville. Thank you. Because your bartenders are They got all the cowboy boots on the wall. I was like, I'm a steel pair. And is it, it... Wait, that's the rooftop thing, right? I think... I don't know if they have a rooftop, but you well, get in through the... Oh, or you kind of go downstairs, it gets onto Broadway, jumps you onto Broadway there. I am like mixing tours together right now because at the end of the Ryan Bingham, Brian Fallon tour, 
we went to a rooftop bar. It well, it was f- like several stories, but we went to one after the show in um uh yeah, in Nashville at the Ryman and I think we all had a great time and then yeah. uh but yeah, it was a I, I don't know what it was called. Terrible names, but anyway. Oh, there that was like I think I thought like we had an, I had a night when I was out with Jamestown, we were opening for Ryan and mm-hmm. it was like me and Cody and Ryan, and a couple of Jamestown, these are all playing pool at this bar across the street from like exit in. And that was like the first time I was like, all right, I'm done being the drunk guy. Cause yeah. like, not like, you know, Ryan thought it was funny. I like, I think I knocked over my beer. I was like, all right, I'm going to get an Uber back to our Airbnb. Yeah. And Ryan's like, yeah, dude, probably a good idea. Dude, <laughs> like, that Bingham crew, time though, bed. that Bingham crew, what a fucking crew. Oh my God, dude. They I think it was the best. It was when he had the Rose Hill Drive guys playing with him, though. I don't know if, if you met those dudes. The guys from Colorado, from Colorado. No, I we did a different tour. We we had um, Nick Nick Salisbury shout yep. out. Uh, he was playing bass on that okay. tour, and um, different then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because well, Nick still plays with well, played with me. Now he does. I think yeah, he's still. But he was with dude. Actually, Nick was with me the day all the shit happened. Cause he was, mm-hmm. he was playing with Fallon on, uh, Shit. yeah, man. On that tour when everything got canceled, when the yeah, world man. got canceled, the world got canceled for good reason though. But I think we're heading in a good yeah. direction. I think it's, it's heading. I'm very optimistic and I haven't been optimistic this year. And now yeah. I'm at the point where like, it's like, yeah, I know like this shit's happening. It's terrible. But like, there's definitely like, I see, I see that light. You know, yeah, it's, I you kind it. of see the light at the end of the tunnel. Let's I, hope. I mean, it's just a, it's all hinging on the vaccine happening, and I mean, yeah, but it's it it'll make it, it easier. It hinges on a lot of stuff, and like I, I think for people like us, I mean, well, you you have studio work, but yeah. I mean, for touring people, it's definitely we're 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 a little farther down the line, you know. The entertainment, totally. the mean, entertainment industry. Exi- yeah, but I mean, how long is that going to keep up when bands can't afford the studio rates and like the labels aren't wanting to pay for another album to be done or another single to be done or whatever? Hey, everybody, Danny here. If you have a minute, be sure to check out stories.net to learn about how we are supporting members of the touring community with your help. That's stories.net. S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S dot net. So who have you, who do you have credits on? I'm not, and it's because I'm genuinely curious because I don't actually, I don't think I've ever asked you like, yeah, who are your credits? Like, what have you, who have you like worked for in, in the recording aspect? Not, not touring. Bands or just producers or what? Just in general? Just as like your names on the cre- your names on the album. Oh, I mean, you know, I got I got Mastodon. I did a couple like I worked. I assisted. The first thing I assisted on for Mastodon was Nick mixing their um, live at Aragon, the Aragon Ballroom DVD. I worked on what? that. Oh my! And God. then uh, I worked on their Emperor of Sand album with those dudes. And then I did we did the Jonah Heck soundtrack stuff. We recut, Nick recut a bunch of that. And then Nick calls me the first time ever this ever happened. Nick's like, Hey TJ, I can't do this session. Uh, Brent's going to come in and play a bunch of guitar solos on a lot of this stuff. Do you mind? Can you handle it? And I'm like, he's like, I know you can handle it. You got this. So I was like, uh, shit. Okay. I was like, fuck. I was like nervous as hell. Brent comes in. He kind of shows up. He's, 
got a Budweiser in his hand ready to go. <laughs> he grabs his guitar and starts shredding solos for like a good six hours with me that day. And we had a really good time. And then I get a phone call from Nick and he's like, Hey, Brent had a really good time with you today. He wants to do some more work with you tomorrow. I'm not, I'll just let you take care of it. And so I, you know, did the next day with Brent and it's all in that EP that Jonah Hex like EP. Oh they my did God, dude. Yeah, yeah. For the well, Jonah Hex. Like, movie. do you think it was like Nick's confidence in you that like kind of helped with that? Like, do you think that was I, part of it? Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he, if he didn't think I was ready for it, he would never have put me in that position. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if he, it, and it's also one of those things you get thrown into the fire and that's where you learn. That's true. You know? So, yeah. um, that that was sick, you know. It was great. Um, obviously, we talked about that Living End album. Uh, we did a walk. I worked on the first Walk the Moon record. Oh that shit! Song, song that first big song they had. That yeah. oh Anna song. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. Is, are they the? They're the ones that they're they, shut up the dance. Yeah, shut, shut up, up the dance. dance. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay. So that was on their next record. That was on their record after. That wasn't on that one. Like I worked on that right. record. The record before that, Shut Up and Dance came out and all that. Gotcha. Okay. Um. And then what else? We did a lot of stuff. Uh, those are just a few of the earlier ones. And then I went in, I remember doing, we did started doing a bunch of third day stuff and I'm sorry, working for them at their studio, running oh, the their Christian, the, the Christian third. band, right? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Worked sick. on three records with them. Their last three albums. Oh my God. Two last two. I was the like, actual engineer on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I assisted Brendan one time when he did this project with Brandon Boyd from Incubus. What? Yeah, and oh my um, God, dude, I, I remember Brendan was like, I, he in the beginning he was having me do a bunch of the demoing with him, mm-hmm. and he would call me, and I'd answer the phone, and be like, I was like, hey, Brendan, he's like, what? Why the fuck should you answer the phone? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I was gonna leave a voicemail. I have a drum beat. I need you to figure out how to do, and then I want to come in and we'll do all the guitar <laughs> stuff and whatever. And I'm like, he's like, he's like, all right, I'm gonna call you back. Hang up. I'm gonna call you back. Don't answer it, okay? I was like, all right, cool. He hang, I hang up. Calls me back. Let me send him the voicemail. It's also weird sending Brendan a voicemail. He's actually, there's a few times where he was like, TJ, why did you answer the phone today? I wanted you to have the day off or something like that. There's a couple of times third day asked me to do something. Like tests me, or something like little, like, yeah, he was Miyagiing you. <laughs> yeah. He was like, why did you answer? He's, I was like, Brendan, they're asking me to do this thing. He's like, it's your day off. Relax. I told, I told him that you were, I told him you were busy. I was like, oh shit. I didn't, you should tell me these things. I don't know. Like, um, oh, yeah, that was good. It was like, so yeah, then, so he was demoing all this stuff. I didn't know what it was for at the time. Then I find out kind of later on, he's working with Brandon Boyd. And then like, like a month or two later, he comes in, they had, they went out, he goes out to LA and stuff. He starts cutting all these songs. He's coming back to Atlanta. Cause he was kind of at that time before he moved back out to LA from here. Cause mm-hmm. he grew up here. He's from here, came back here, went back to LA. Now he's back in LA. And, um, He's like, so Brandon's going to come in, we do vocals and this and that. And I was like, oh shit. You know, I was like, okay, some nicest dude. I, one of the nicest dudes I ever met. Mm-hmm. That dude opens his mouth to start singing. And I'm like, that's why he is who he is. Dude. You know, you hear someone like that sing oh and you're like, God. oh shit. This is like, this is real. Like, that's why this dude is, you know, that's why that band is as big as they are. And I'm mean, not just that, but that's why Brandon is, you know, such a big deal of a singer. You know, he's such a great singer. Um, after, and then we did uh, Blackberry Smoke. I worked on three records, two records and an EP with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because of this, on the second record, actually got to record Greg Allman, like a what? few months he passed away. Mm-hmm. Like, Get a, the like a fuck maybe out of here. I didn't know from. this. Yeah. So I got to work with, that was like the craziest pinch me moment. And like, 
Greg's in there singing. He shows up in a limo. First, like one of the first times <laughs> I've ever seen a band show up. This so artists show up in the studio. Limo. <laughs> Who shows up in a limo nowadays? Anyway, like I, I don't think I've ever. Been, well, no, I've been in a limo, but like it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was wild, dude. And um, so he shows up. His buddy Chanks with him. This guy that like used to travel with them all the time. I think he was just like good friends with the band and just like mm-hmm. always was with them. And um, he showed up. They came in, and Greg was one of the nice he was awesome as well like really cool like his manager was funny though his manager comes to me he's like all right here's the deal i'm going to introduce you to and his manager actually used to manage the ramones and all these other old like 70s stuff and kind of came up from there and yeah i was around all in new york cbgb back in the 70s and 80s and all that and so uh he's kind of briefing me i because i'm emailing with him and like um him and like blackberry smokes manager and they're like getting everything ready for the studio and they kind of send me a rider to go pick up. So I go mm-hmm. send like a runner out and go pick up all this uh, stuff. I actually think I did not send one of the runners out that day. And I <laughs> just went and did because I didn't want it to get fucked up. Like I wanted a hundred percent sure that it wasn't going to get fucked up. Yep. And I'm a weird control freak when it comes to anything in like studio world where I can like kind of be in control, whatever I can be in control of there. It's like, make gotcha. sure like if it goes wrong, it's my fault and I can't blame anyone else. Yes. And it's I like know, the worst is you. when someone that uh, isn't you fucks up and, but it looks bad on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day. Yep. So I went out, got him his waters, all special waters, all this thing, special kind of waters and shit. But I think it was just, I think it was literally just like Evian or something like oh. that. It wasn't anything crazy. You know, like water. he liked Dunkin' like Donuts coffee. So we'd have to have Dunkin' Donuts coffee, ground coffee ready. And all, yeah. And like some special teas and stuff. Okay. Um, anyway. So yeah, he comes in. It was, and his manager is like, I'll have to introduce you. To, I'll introduce he, the other engineer. The guy was like the main engineer who was like kind of doing a lot of the other stuff. And then mm-hmm. I was the guy running Pro Tools and like doing the, like that side of it. So the other engineer is like, he, um, and this dude, that dude was like, I've learned so much from that guy who was engineering that stuff. Cause he was like, and I worked with, he was like, worked for, he worked with Brendan and Nick for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like their Pro Tools guy for years on all the, massive records and he's he came up at sound city back in the day so and he like you know did everything from caius to mm-hmm. you know wow. all that kind of stuff. Caius, yeah, holy yeah shit. all that shit um and so he taught me a lot but we're in there and he's like the, his manager's briefing both he's like all right i'm gonna introduce you to greg mm-hmm. you know child you shake his hand whatever kind of thing he's like yeah. giving us the briefing don't look him in the eye look at the floor when he walks <laughs> by i'm kidding he didn't say that but anyways i don't know when greg's showing up we're all waiting around I go to the bathroom. I guess in the meantime, Greg shows up while I'm in the bathroom. I come out of the bathroom and before his manager could run out and let Greg, like we had opened the, like I kind of like his manager's letting him in and I come out of the bathroom and Greg just walks straight up, beeline straight up to me and just shakes my hand. And it's like, Hey, I'm Greg. What's your day? I'm like, I'm TJ. It's a pleasure to meet you. You know, let me know if you need anything. We got, you know, whatever you need here, you know? And he was like, so cool. And his manager was like, I could, he was kind of weird because I kind of felt like I was like, I circumvented the manager introduction. It was weird, like not on purpose, but it was just kind of funny. Like, you um, got to circumvent the manager sometimes. Sometimes you yeah, got to circumvent well, the manager because sometimes that's, you know me, bro. I, I love, you know, oldie, the fucking, yeah. the best. Oldie, the best of the best. We love him. He's the shit. Oh, yeah. But sometimes you got to bypass the manager because you know what there and, and this is not an ego thing, but sometimes you might know better than them. 
and that's all there is to it. And in some, and and that's, I'm not saying well, it's it all. It wasn't the time. even like I did that on purpose. It was just yeah, like I know what you mean though. Thing that I just kind of showed up, and it was like I, he shows up as I'm walking out of the bathroom. You know? Yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. So there's that. That was a, that was a killer moment. Um, and what else? There's so many random ones I forget about. Oh, I got to work with Chrissy Hine once. What? Yeah, year oh when I was first God. starting, I got I was so Nick had this studio at this place called Avatar. Um and it was funny because it was always kind of crazy because there was a big rehearsal room right next to the studio that we could use as like a live room when we needed it. And the first time I worked for Nick, Butch was in there, Butch Walker was in there, like Butch was in there rehearsing for a tour it was like the first time i like kind of like passing met butch he was like he brought his motorcycle inside the building and i was like this is fucking cool <laughs> i was like oh shit you know and like so and then like christy was i forget what the, it wasn't the pretenders it was some other thing was rehearsing in there and i get a knock on the door and they're like hey we heard there's a studio in here i was like yeah let's work here you know i was just in there by myself that day nick was i think nick was out of town or mm-hmm. working on a record somewhere else and i um She's like, hey, they were like, hey, uh, can you record some of these songs from the rehearsal for us? Like, we'll pay, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I guess the gravity of it didn't hit me of like that. It was Chrissy Hine and like this whole thing. And that was Dude, cool. That's you know? insane, man. I used to keep like a running list when I was young, when I was 20, 21. And I'd keep a running list of artists I've worked with. Like I literally had a binder I would travel with to every studio like, to take notes <laughs> while Nick was working or Brendan was working. And I have like this giant notebook up on like binder full of notebooks. And like in it was like a list of every band I got to work with at the time. And like up until probably 2013. And I just kind of stopped and put that notebook away because I didn't really need it as much. And sometimes I, I find it. I keep it's at the house somewhere. Yeah, because at a certain point we kind of become content with we're like, oh, we made it. Or not, not we made it, but like oh, you yeah, just stop caring about the big, the thing of like you're like, oh, this is cool. I'm recording this big artist, yeah. but at the same time, you're kind of like, well, they're they're just doing their thing. It's my job, you know. And I don't, we, you know, that's it's like the thing, man. I think like that thing has to stop to where like you know we're like, oh, we're just doing our job. It's like, yo, man, let's be honest. What our jobs cool. are pretty fucking even on cool. our worst day is better than someone's best day at work. Exactly. And like, dude, ever. trust me, I'm learning that now that I'm working like a full time yeah. job. Like I'm like, seeing that and I'm like, oh my God, like I had it fucking made like before. Uh-huh. Like and like now it's like, you know, but but also it kind of made me realize like, Hey man, like we're in a position to where it's kind of gnarly. It's kind of cool, man. It's, it's like, I mean, even like days when I'm like working on a mix here at the studio and I'm like, like some, like, you know, I've had times where I'm like, God, I can't get it right. I can't fucking figure this thing out. Like why? Mm -hmm. And I'm like beating my head against the wall and I'm like having the worst day or I have a session that just like did not go as planned, you know? Just think about me making fucking cubed crystal images (laughs) And just dancing the dancing the day away to fucking Justin Timberlake, cause like, dude, oh, like God. my supervisor, every day he just like he just puts into YouTube happy songs, and so all day it's just like Justin Timberlake can't stop the feeling. So just no, you know what? So I'm you're talking. sitting there bitching. Listen, when you're sitting there bitching about uh, a group love fucking thing that they might not have liked. Think about me dancing my ass off, making crystals for 
fucking 18 bucks an hour. Just think about that. Okay. And then you're like, okay, cool. It's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. You got to pinch yourself a little bit occasionally, especially, you know, I mean, even like on tour, you get down sometimes. I mean, like if you're gone for a long time and you're, you were gone more than I was. I mean, my longest tours were never more than like six weeks because I was like, I was like, I was kind of like, I'd always concentrate on one band at a time. And like, there was a year that one year where I was like thievery Jamestown. And then Manchester hired me for the first, that first Mm. year I did Manchester. And I was like, and then I went straight from that awesome, amazing Manchester tour to like, and being like the front of house engineer and doing the job that like, I like to do. And if I'm going to be on tour to like, now I'm on thievery tour. I'm not the monitor guy anymore. I definitely am like, they already have a, they got their front of house guy. Now I'm just basically the guy who's like dealing with Ableton and the, and the programming on the Ableton rig. Mm -hmm. Like, it fucking i hated doing that at that point and it was like then we were literally playing like the same rooms that we had yeah. just done but mm-hmm. i felt like a rock star in those rooms you know and then yeah. in this time i'm like i feel like a total just like loser like i'm just the guy <laughs> sitting there, like making sure the computer works right you know like yeah which is still a cool job i mean i'm sure someone like there's a guy out there who loves that it just wasn't something i just wasn't happy and plus i was gone already we had just done what that was like a six seven week tour we did the, oh, the everyone's the everyone's happy tour yeah that was a long <laughs> tour it was a long ass tour no it was and a fucking dude it was a month oh that was longer than that no you fool it was a month <laughs> whatever it felt like longer because i just jumped right i had a day off at oh. home and yeah. stuffing and then literally yeah. a week later i was back at the tabernacle doing thievery <laughs> so oh. like i had just mixed like sold out stuffing at the tabby and it was just this yeah. wild night. like you know i mean like andy starts playing the maze and i'm like it sounds exactly how i want it to sound and i'm like tearing up i'm literally cr- like, about to start crying in front of house and we start playing the river and i was like oh shit it's really happening this is insane you know i'm like losing my <laughs> shit, you know? like this is exactly what they should sound like right well, now. You know? It's like, like, dude, honestly, like I know for a fact that when you hopped on as a sound guy or sound engineer, I'm sorry. Sorry to. I don't care anymore about that. I, I used to give a shit. Now I'm yeah, like, I don't care what you think. I care what, <laughs> else, I care, I care what other engineers think. Now you, okay. whatever. We're yeah, fine. fine. But <laughs> it's like, dude, when those, and those are the, like, I remember those Manchester shows more like once you came into the mix because like they sound and dude those parts like when he's playing the maze oh my when well when they're playing the maze yeah. oh my god dude like that part you know everybody knows the part if you, you know, know Manchester you, you know, know the part. that show when the show when they're opening with that song oh and if my that god song, the way it sounds on that first and then Andy said, I noticed you. And I'm butchering that right now. Sorry, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when he starts singing that, it's like, it's like, and it sounds like, like I know when it sounds right. Cause I just get this chill up down my spine and I'm just like, Oh Yo. shit, here we go. And then like, I look if Gabe's with it, hopefully, you know, usually when Gabe's oh, with us, Gabe yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's, I got my guy over here. He's grooving right now. All right, here we go. You know, like, let's, it's let's so good, do this. man. It's yeah. like, I think the maze is like, yeah, that song is like kind of the one that like, I think collectively out of like our crew, at least like, I love that song. When they play that, like, that's like, yeah, 
This is I catch all... my girlfriend listening to it every, almost like once a week. Like I'll get in the car and she's like, get embarrassed because it's on. Or like, oh, wait. Tell me, okay, real quick before we transition to when we got into a fight and weren't friends for a little bit. We I mean, we were friends, but whatever. Yeah, well, tell, yeah. me about your oh, ex- tell me about your ex-wife with the Spotify at Toad's Place. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, so... Uh, we were like, she was like using my Spotify account. We we're like sharing it. It was just, I mean, it's, it made sense at before that. Um, and <laughs> I was like, we were downstairs. I'm downstairs, and I start. And I think was it you came on the radio, and you're like, there no, no, it wasn't me. What? I was, I wasn't on that tour. I was doing the gas. Oh, you're not was, on that. Oh, was, you weren't. I was tour? suffering silently on on the gas. Okay, okay, okay. tour. Yeah. No, well, yeah, I mean, it was a little run. That wasn't like in a full tour that one. It was just a little yeah, run. Yeah, Northeast, it was small. I think. But anyways, yeah, so we, I'm downstairs and I'm talking. I think I was like in the like room. I think I was talking to like Rob or Tim or something like that. And I'm calling like, yo, what's up with the house music? And I'm like, I hear it. I finally like it clicks because like I heard it. We like kind of I mean, like listen. I'm listening. Like, oh, shit. Sprint upstairs. And it's like playing something off of like simple math or some shit. Because <laughs> Carol Ann switched it to listen to brand new radio at the house so no one noticed that it was like brand new radio but then it shits and it shoots into a manchester song and i run upstairs and i'm like what the fuck and i turn it off i like put it back onto like my like normal like house music playlist that i like to you that i was using at the time and i call and i'm like what the fuck did you do she's like what i was like were you listening to spotify she's like yeah i was like no, not right. I'm using it for house music she's like oh my god i was like you were literally playing manchester orchestra as house music for a Manchester Orchestra show just then. She's like, okay, oh, so just a heads up to anybody listening. When you hear a band's music before they're playing their set, it's usually a mistake. So don't don't think like, oh, these guys are fucking dickheads for do it's, it's a not mistake. On purpose. It's usually somebody's ex-wife using their spot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey everybody, Danny again. Be sure to head on over to stories.net to find out how the items featured in this episode could be yours, while also supporting a great cause. That's stories.net, S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S dot net. I want to steer this to what we were talking about. I gave you the options, you know, we got, let me look at my little notes here that I make so terribly. We got a festival, a border, a celebrity day off, show day story. Go for it. Pick okay. Two. Let's Pick do, two. Let's, do, let's, let's knock out a festival tour story thing. I was okay. on tour with Thievery. Okay. We're going to play, oh, what's that festival in Minnesota? I forget what it's called. It's not, I think, it, whatever. It was some festival in Minnesota. Okay. Somewhere outside of Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And we were mm-hmm. staying at this little I forget what the hotel was. It doesn't matter. I go, we'll go in my room. Everyone on that tour, there was all, it was a kind of one of those tours where it's like everyone gets their own room. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what we're doing, where you are. If there's day rooms, there's like at a day off on a, to- a bus tour, there's like, you know, it's not like, I think you share rooms then, but really everyone gets their own room. Yep. Usually actually even day offs, we used to get our own rooms at places. Anyways. Yeah. So uh, we're all hanging out the night before I see a red lobster across the way and i'm like first of all i go out there i eat about a hundred hundred i eat my entire pds for the weekend because it was a three-day thing i eat all my i use my entire pds on like a hundred dollar 150 dollar meal that i made ate for myself at red lobster like some sort of animal uh-huh. and 
come back. I'm in my room, wake up the next morning. I pop my head out because I hear some commotion in the hallway and I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, close the door. Next thing I know, I'm like getting ready. It's lobby call. We got to get to the festival, go set up. I go to the front door, I go to the room, my room door. I can't open the door. I'm like, are you, are, did I lock it? No, I didn't lock it. I start yanking on it. I can't open the fucking door. I call, I call first, I call our, P, our, our, P, our production manager. I was like, hey, Chip, um, so I can't get out of my room. He's like, what? I was like, the door won't open. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, we got, we got to go in like 10 minutes. I was like, I was like, Chip. And I always made I a point. I literally can't get out of my room. <laughs> I, was like, I can't leave my room. And I was always on a point. I made a point because like the first tour I ever did with them, I wasn't late to lobby calls, but I was like right on time to lobby calls. It was my first like, that band was the first band I like did real, real, like real big boy touring mm-hmm. with. Like I did a show, a couple shows with Christian Bush well, a couple times, uh-huh. but one time and it was like, I was doing monitors for him and it was like, but it was like a one-off thing. And, but anyway, so I didn't like have like normal, like, Hey, there's lobby call, you know, he'd be there half yeah. an hour before we leave, you know, half an lobby calls at 10. You're there at nine 30, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting, I'm in my room. I'm like, chip, I can't get out. And he's like, I was like, he's like, hold on. I hang up. I call the front desk. I'm like, I need to speak to the hotel manager. Like everything. Okay. I was like, this is him <laughs> front desk answering. I was like, I can't get out of my fucking room, dude. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. Why don't you come up here and try to open the door from the outside, please? Yeah. <laughs> he comes. Up, so Chip is up. Chip, our PM, comes up there with him and our monitor guy at the time. Our monitor guy, Mike, is actually funny. His name was Mike, too. <laughs> like, there you go. Weird Mike. <laughs> without, without, he's not weird Mike, but he's Mike, you know? And anyway, so. Weird Mike, what up? We love you. The fucking, the, the dude's like, the dude starts handing me slipping tiny screwdrivers under the door and i'm like what am i supposed to do with these he's like just try to like you know for you to get the thing off the hotel window for the room and i was like dude i'm on the fourth floor overlooking like the overhang like i can't climb out of that are you high like no i'm not climbing out of this window oh my god and then i'm like can someone please call the fire department they've got axes right and ways to get people out of doors that are jammed when there's fires and they're like no we'll get you out we'll get you out we got maintenance coming up to take care of the door and this and that i'm like we're sitting there and i'm stressing out i'm like yo we're gonna be late we're not gonna have time to set up and line check as we were like headlining the stage that night or whatever and I'm like, we're not going to be able to do what, like, I'm not going to be able to get my shit done. I got a lot. We had a lot to do. I had to fix some new things that we had just gotten and all this stuff. I was like panicking and like hash their bass player hash who I, so hash, if anyone knows Thievery corporation that's listening, hash is a wild dude. We love hash. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's just like the class clown, but like awesome motherfucker. Oh, you know, you, I like, sound like oh, I would, I sound oh. like that, that sounds like he would be my, my good friend. Yeah. Sure. But he, he's from Rhode Island originally. That's fine. Right? Whatever. And he's like, like little Indian dude, just like, he will talk shit <laughs> so hard and let you know if you are not punk rock enough. Cause that dude came from like, the punk scene back in the I day. I love it. <laughs> I love like, it. I love you. Hash. If you're listening, dude, hash, <laughs> we'll just send this to him. He's out there just clowning so hard on me, <laughs> laughing at ass off, videoing this whole thing on his phone, like drinking his coffee. And first of all, I never really, I never, Hash doesn't wake up that early usually, uh, but Hash was magically up that early for some reason that day. And he uh, was just like, what's going on out here, guys? He's like, sees Chip, our PM, and our monitor uh, guy, Mike. And then the, the hotel manager's like, TJ can't get out of his room. And he's like, what? Oh my God, that fucking clown. Holy shit, this is what happened to him. And he's like videoing the whole thing. He's just loving it, just laughing his ass off. Our front of house guy, Jama, he's an awesome little Italian dude. And 
he just comes up. He's like, what's going on? You know, he's like trying to figure it out. Everyone's like trying to figure out to get me out. I'm like, the next thing I know, I'm like, I'm like, can we just call somebody who gets people out of stuff? <laughs> and I next, like an hour into this hour into this, I see the fire department show up. I'm like, thank fucking God. And they're like, I'm like, are they, what do they have the big ladder thing for? Like, I'm not climbing down a ladder out this room. Oh, like, absolutely. My they God. Have coming up, the cops are all there. I mean, the cops are, this is a small town outside of a small little suburb <laughs> part of outside of Minneapolis. And Minneapolis is a big city, but not really, you know? Yeah. And I was like, do you guys not have like a battering ram to punch the door through? And they're like, oh, that's in our like riot control closet somewhere. I think we have what? one. The cops. <laughs> What are you like? I was like, finally, there's this giant jacket, not jacket, but this giant like crowbar the the fire department has, and they finally they get the door open. Ja, everyone's outside like filming me coming out of the room, and they're like, I'm sitting. I finally conceded to the fact that I'm not getting out of this room. I was like posting updates on Facebook because <laughs> it was funny, taking pictures from through the peephole, like taking pictures of everyone outside of the door through the peephole, and like. I, everyone starts cheering. So, do you have video and, of you emerging from that room? I'll, I'll have Jama send me the video. Yes, yeah, please. I'll have so we I can do that. Emerging from the room, and I was just sitting on the. I, at the at that point, I was so over it that I was just sitting on the bed watching a soccer game because there was nothing <laughs> on TV but a soccer game for some reason. So I'm like, were watching you that. were you chubby Thanos then or no? No, I was getting to the fat Thanos. Just getting <laughs> to that. I was like on my way to that. All um, right, so that's a good. That's a good. That's a great. So that's a yeah, show we, day story. Festival. Everyone at the festival, by the way, everyone at we oh, get to the festival. festival story. Okay. Yeah, and we get to the festival and everyone's like cheering for me on the stage. Like uh, all the crew of the stage are cheering and they're like, you're the guy. And like, I get on golf carts with random runners and random people. Did you hear about the dude? Like, oh, you're that guy from thievery that got stuck in the fucking. I'm like, yeah. And the whole fucking crew, every festival crew member, almost like even catering knew. I go to catering and they're like, are you, the, are you with, because they saw my thievery laminate and they were like, you're with thievery. Are you the guy that got stuck in the hotel room? I'm like, yeah, that's, that was me. Thanks. <laughs> like everywhere I went that day, it was like, I was like some weird pseudo celebrity at the festival, but like, yeah, that was, your, that was your 15 minutes of fame. I think a little bit. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. What was the other, uh, what was the other thing? Uh, Oh, celebrity story. Yeah. Do you have you a celebrity know? story? Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, uh -oh. so this is a good one. And I love you, Mike Rogers, because you're such a sweet boy, because it's kind of poking at Mike a little bit. Of course it is. Okay. Weird, weird we're Mike. At, weird Mike. I love that dude. He's I love one, him too. We all love him. Friends. I, talked, I talked to him yesterday, actually. Oh, I love it. I got to get him on this thing. That'd be hilarious. So we, this is great. So okay. uh, we're playing at Bottle Rock. All right, so Bottle Rock in Napa Valley, a festival in Napa. Oh, okay, I wasn't there. That was that was yeah, a fly. So we fly okay. in, and mm -hmm. I I forget. I feel like it was like a weird, crazy. It wasn't like a crazy fly in. That is that year we just told we played every festival. I feel like known to man that wasn't like a hippie festival. Oh right, that was when I was doing Gaslight's like ten years. Yeah, yep, that's, that's it. Same okay, time. yep, yeah, same year. Governor Ball, we saw you Governor Ball. And all that. Yep, that's right. We're at, we're there, and it was a weird day because it was like I was already kind of in a weird day because it was like. We were, first of all, we were right next to this artist like that, like I'm a real big fan of, which it wasn't like weird or anything. I, I didn't really, he wasn't really around or anything, but then anyways, I'm smoking a cigarette and I just come because Thievery was playing that day too. And mm -hmm. I hadn't seen them in like a while because I stopped touring with them after this one tour. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I go say, Hey, I'm over there just eating all their prosciutto and stuff. Cause they get like, they're, they're, uh, their writers insane. And I just, was <laughs> of course, cause I know, I know what doesn't get eaten over there. And I was just grinding away at all their shit <laughs> of them. Sammy, their tour manager. I love you. Sammy was <laughs> annoyed. She was like, God damn it. TJ, you do this all the fucking time. I'm like, all right. Anyway. So then I'm outside smoking a cigarette. The guys are watching a basketball game and I was like talking to Mike or something like that and being a little loud. And Andy was like, TJ NBA game. <laughs> Fight it was like a it was like a final four thing, whatever the championship side yeah, was. Yeah, finals, yeah. No, not right now. Go out there and talk about this. I, lo- I love that about Andy. <laughs> He's always like, hey, Thanos, shut up. Go stop. Stop. Outside. Relax. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, I, I'm watching the, we're trying to we're trying to watch the game. They were like streaming it on the phone and then like onto yep. like Rob's laptop or something uh-huh. like that. And I'm outside smoking a cigarette. This guy comes, this super tall dude. Definitely like I was like, I know this guy. Like, I know who this guy is, but in my, I'm like, I can't figure out who he is. He's tall mm-hmm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he's like, Hey man, you got a light? I'm like, yeah, here's a lighter. He's like, so, Hey man, I'm Matt. I was like, oh, I'm TJ. It's good to meet you. He's like, he's like, yeah. You know, we start talking about his little weird cigar that he's smoking. I'm like, Oh, what do you got going on here? Are you, are you playing with anyone? Or he's like, no, he's like, I'm, uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm playing to this thing. I was like, Oh, cool. Cool. So I, or he was just kind of, I think he was just there. I don't remember why he was there now. Anyways, then Mike comes up. I click in my, it clicks in my head. I'm talking to Matt Sorum. <gasps> yeah, I, it clicks shit. in my head when he says, "Hey, I'm Matt." That he's Matt Sorum, and I'm oh, like, I'm God. keeping it in of like the holy fuck. I grew, like loved Guns and Roses growing up, and Velvet Revolver was one of my favorite bands when that shit. came out. Like it was like, yeah, you know, I was like, oh God, and I'm like, kind of like I'm, I'm not like I'm playing it like I'm kind of inside nervous, but I'm like not showing that. I'm just talking to the dude because he's like, I'm not gonna like we're backstage at a festival. Yeah. I'm not gonna fanboy this guy. And of then course. Mike, Mike comes up and he's like, Hey, teacher, what's up? And like, and Mike's like, Hey, man, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. He's like, Hey, Matt. He's like, Matt, who or whatever. He's like, What do you do? What are you here for? I was like, Mike, shut the fuck up. I kind of like nudging Mike. I'm like, Shut the fuck up. It's like Matt Sorum. He's like. And then I kind of like, he's like, oh, I played in a band. He's like, what band are you play in? I was just like, oh, God. He's oh, like, oh, you ever God. heard of a little band called Guns N' Roses or something, Velvet Revolver? And Mike's like, I was like, I was like, oh, shit. That's when he said that. I go, I saw that as my cue to like, kind of save this whole thing of like Mike yeah. making it kind of weird. I love you, Mikey. Oh, God. Uh, but I go, oh, shit. That's where I know you from. I was like, we know, we have, we know, I worked for someone that you guys did a record with. With the book, ah. I did some Velvet Revolver stuff with. He's like, he's like, who? I was like, oh, I worked for Brendan. Oh, I know Brendan O'Brien. Well, I worked with Brendan for years. He's like, no shit, you're an engineer. And then we just got on this whole awesome conversation. That's and then, cool, man, you can like parlay you know, that into that, like, to yeah, where talking about Brendan and how awesome it's working with Brendan. And he was telling me, he's like, man, next time you're in LA, you got to come down to my little studio. And I'm like, I don't even know how I'm gonna get in touch with you. I didn't ask for the guy's Dude. number or anything. Or get, I think I gave him my number, but like. Yeah. You know, I don't remember. But it was cool. I was like, I was like, damn dog, this guy's cool. Like Matt Storm's cool as shit. He's so tall, so tall. I didn't think he would know he was that tall. Like that dude is like, it's like what you thought of as rock stars as a kid, how tall they are. And you're like, man, they gotta be massively tall, you know. And it's, yeah. dude, thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had dude, fun. This course, is good. Man. All right, love you, brother. Me too, man. Talk yeah, later. Man. Peace. Stories, an all-access podcast, is hosted by me, Danny Del Donuts. It is produced by Kenneth Fletcher. Our theme music is Storms by Personnel. Learn more about what we are doing for the touring community at stories.net. 
That's stories.net. S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S.net.